Good morning and welcome to Women for Lulac. My name is Ana Rivera and I am the president of the current Council 7269 Lulac Women's Council of Florida. So what can we talk about today that is of vital importance? As women, we are more than just a woman, and we all know that. But um, what I'm going to talk about today has to do with the reopening of schools during this pandemic. Now, a lot of people are posting their their opinions on Facebook. Uh, they go to our page, they give us ideas, they go and they send me private messages, etc., or they directly email me. But what's important to know, especially here in the state of Florida, there are options that are not even being considered. There are some counties that are being um, very proactive, going outside of the box, and finding a way to not only get our children educated, but at the same time keep their teachers and their staff um, safe, healthy, and working. So when you hear the leader of the state saying that we're going to open full-fledged and then you hear someone in the, in the federal government up in the White House up there stating that, um, that we're not going to get funded if we don't open 100%. Okay. That, it is a punishment enough for us to be going through this pandemic to now go and punish um, the innocent because the children and their teachers and their staff and their schools had nothing to do with this. This was something that let itself be spiraled out of control when it could have been control, controlled. You know, it, my mother always told me, control the controllable. Okay? Controla lo que puedes controlar. And obviously, we have a lot of people in the federal government that are brand new to the federal government who, who never in their lives ever held office or worked in, uh, in a political um, group or for a political group. And they are, they are thinking, how should I say, um, monetary-wise, everything is money. But yes, money does make the world go round. That's an old saying. But when it comes to the future of this country who happen to be our children, we can't, uh, you know, just cut corners here. And we can't, uh, um, how should I say, sacrifice them for just a photo op moment or a political slogan. So, or platform for that matter. So I posted the other day on Facebook some of the ideas that I felt that perhaps maybe may help. Um, and then right after that, I saw in the news that our um, our Polk County School Board superintendent uh, had stated that they're going. They have pushed back the opening of the schools for a couple of more weeks. 
Now I work um, on the personal side. I work for a for-profit college and um, we were struggling at first as to how we're going to get around this. How, how are we going to not only uh, stay open, be effective for our students and for students to come and for our staff and our teachers so that everyone can still have some, some sort of normalcy. Um, we're not the inventors of everything. I mean, you know, we, we are, everyone like, like us is, is finding, trying to find that niche of how we can do this better and going forward. Cause honestly, this COVID-19 thing is not going to end tomorrow. It's not going to simply disappear tomorrow. It is not going to flatten tomorrow. This is going to continue until there is a vaccine or a magic pill, okay? So a lot of people um, are constantly arguing on Facebook, oh, you know, that so-and-so person that maybe get elected in in November is just going to do this and that and then it's going to destroy everything and uh, uh, the person we have right now on the helm is destroying it. Okay, so let's put these two individuals to the back burner and let's deal with what is facing us today let us let us utilize those who are currently in our local government and demand what is right for our teachers our staff our children and definitely their parents many are very uh, especially on the part of the parents they are freaking out how am I going to go to work if I if I have no no one to take care or watch my child because I would work until three o'clock or something like that because that's around the time my kid would be coming home and getting off the bus and so I can still work I knew my kid was in school was learning something was having their exercise because recess or gym class and was getting fed and educated at the same time but now I have none of that So I I posted on Facebook um, my to-dos and what some people should look at. Um, Number one, they should stagger the days of class by age group or by class group and by last names. Um, They shouldn't have, you know, they should not have uh, 5,000 kids in school in the same day. They should divvy it up in some way. They should get more mobile home or mobile uh, school rooms, uh, mobile school rooms, excuse me, and have them spread out. Um, Some schools already have them, but I think that you are going to need more if you are going to maintain that six feet distancing in a classroom when normally you have 30 kids. How are we going to get creative and think outside of the box? Give the parent that option of um, virtual, you know, distance learning, online learning, but at the same time, guide these parents and give them a full-fledged orientation on how they can do this effectively at home and if they need some um, homeschooling uh, training as well, because it's going to get to a point if they're not the ones who are going to be able to do this, then they have to assign someone that they can trust. Let's say, for instance, um, 
their their sister, their sister-in-law, their grandmother, their their mother-in-law, someone who is willing to take on the the gauntlet and say, I am going to step up for my child, my grandchild, my nephew, my niece, my godson, my goddaughter, etc., etc., etc. So let's get these kind of things into play. As to the holidays, having the kids off uh, for a full month and all of this, I think that um, uh, we need to relook at those schedules so that they can at least complete their classroom on a specific schedule and um, still be able to have uh, me time with the family. I know that everyone looks forward to those two full weeks of uh, Christmas vacation, a week off for spring break, a week off for this, uh, two months off in the summer. These things are going to need to be scaled back so that these children will get their graduation dates in time, not feel like they are behind in something, and plan ahead for those who are about to graduate in 2021. Don't scrimmage like we did now that you see there's still some children who haven't graduated from their high schools yet. And there's still some graduations going on right now. So let's do that. Let's also, uh, instead of a full-fledged lunchtime, uh, lunch break, why don't we cut it down and just nothing is... um, served hot everything is pre-packaged just like if you went to your Wawa you can't pick out your muffin anymore it's already packaged for you so you know you just grab it with your plastic gloves and you put it in a bag and no one's really touched it except you so if if they have to have you know maybe a half of a sandwich or a hoagie already pre-packaged a bag of chips and a box juice or or something like that then that's what's going to be the lunch. No more pizzas, no more tacos, no more burritos, none of that. The same thing for if we are giving them breakfast. Let's give them that cup that already comes with the the flakes and just open it up, pop it open and pour in a, 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 a mini container of milk if, if that's even available. But, um, yeah, we need to start thinking outside of the box. Um, another thing, if you're not going to give them a long hour lunch, then every 45 minutes of their class, give them a 10 to 15 minute break where they can at least have a snack, um, go to the bathroom, chat a little bit with some friends and then go back into their class. Okay. So it's, it's, it's another way of how to control the controllable, um, have them with hybrid classes. Divide the school week with two week, two days online and two and a half days on campus or vice versa. And do it alphabetical order as well. So there's so many other things that you can think of that you can do that are working for other schools because the school where I work at, that's how we're doing it. One month, we only had them doing all online. The following month, we had the incoming class do their first day of class on campus and the rest of the month they're doing it online. Then the other ones that were sophomores were doing two days on campus and two days online. This coming month, everyone is going to be 
online and then the following month we prepare again so it's like a rotation that we're doing so that we can protect one another the other thing is have one entry and one exit okay so when you enter someone will you have a team of people taking your temperature if you have need a mask have a mat boxes available masks available to hand them out but everyone needs to understand that the masks are essential okay i'm seeing a lot of people who are not wanting to put on masks i'm not sure why it's it's terrifying put it that way it is terrifying but more so if they don't do it with our children these children will bring back whatever it is to their homes to their grandmothers and grandfathers who probably already have a pre-existing um, condition i myself i'm diabetic my mother is 80 years old and my husband has had a quadruple bypass so he takes medication to make sure that his arteries don't clog up again okay so we have to be cognizant of that in fact my nephew he's going into his senior year next year so we're already prepping him on that that he's got to get used to putting on a mask which he hates it i said you know you you're gonna have to do it okay you're gonna have to do it that is it or decide if you're going to stay home and do your classes online and not have access to um, communicating with your friends on campus it is a personal choice it should not be a choice given to you by someone else and that's what we're seeing we're not allowing the parents and their children to make the right choice for themselves that would be the right choice for the whole family and the community so if you're out there and you feel the same way as I do speak up step up and do something about this if you need to write an op-ed at your local newspaper please do so if you need to write something lengthy or do a Facebook live on something or send something out through Instagram or Twitter and be careful with Twitter because it just got hacked so do this you know even I saw the other day um, a kid well, he's probably like 20, 30 years old. And he had a t-shirt that was very interesting. It had, uh, it just had a small face of a mask, but then he says, hi there, I care. And that was it. It was very strong, the message. I said, where did you get that? He says, I just made it up and I went to the mall and had some guy, you know, just print it out for me from my email and he made it into the letters and stuff like that and, you know, so it was interesting you know hi there I care so very simple words anyway so once again this is women for Lulac thinking about our community thinking about you making choices the right choices and good choices so God bless stay safe and to all our councils in the state of Florida please do the same spread the word help your members realize that this is the most important time of our life this this decade is going to be the most challenging one of of ever that we've ever experienced because i've never experienced anything like this so new century new decade we've got a lot of work to do to get things right and we can't leave it up to people who are just wanting our vote and then forget about us in the long run so let's get the right people in place number one so Get that vote out there. Vote early. Vote by mail. But vote. Así que, 
Su voz es su voto. Su voto es su voz. So all for one, one for all. And thank you for joining our podcast this week on With Women for Lula. afternoon and welcome to Women for Lulac. This episode we're going to talk about the importance of registering to vote, getting yourselves involved in your local primaries, and most importantly look at something that has been overlooked. So right now those who live in Florida had an opportunity to register to vote so that they can participate in the coming primaries, which will be held in August. And obviously, there are a lot of people who are running for different um, positions, different posts. But I want people to really understand the need to register, the need to participate, the need to vote. This is something that you just cannot, uh, you can't agree to disagree or disagree to agree. You must just do this. It is extremely important as a citizen um, to do your civic duty besides paying your taxes, uh, helping your community, uh, donating of your time to help those who are need, who need the help the most. But most importantly, you need to vote. There is so much at stake in these elections, not only national elections, because that's going to be another conversation in this segment, but also your local uh, elections. You have um, sheriffs, you have, but uh, our sheriff in our county already got um, elected, so he will stay on for uh, another um uh, time uh, of tenure and then you have your uh, district one and two in the school board I believe no um, in your county commission and then you have your school board uh, you have your supervisor of elections so and you have your house rep in some of our areas so you want to look at these individuals and what exactly um, what qualifies them to want to put themselves out there to vote, uh, to run for office and for you to vote for them. Because these individuals as well will be voting for others as well. So it's not only them who, because they're running, um, they are excluded from casting their votes. So these individuals who are running for office I salute you for being brave and uh, putting your hat out there and throwing it into the arena and exposing yourself to um, everything that's going to come your way um, from accolades to mudslinging. So be prepared, but be prepared first and foremost to address what is important to our community, especially our female community. Okay. This year, we are celebrating the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment, the right to vote for women. The suffragettes fought for this, and we got this. 
I have been honored along with other um, wonderful Latina women in our state to participate in a traveling kiosk celebrating the 19th Amendment and the right to vote. So um, from our area, myself, Ana Rivera, besides being your president of your council 7269, I also have run a successful chamber for over 10 years. We're in our 13th year now, a non-for-profit chamber of commerce. You have Teresa Martinez, who owns um, Spanish Institute um, and also uh, the Viva Polk magazine. And you have the very first Latina county commissioner in our county who also was honored to be in this um, group uh, for this traveling kiosk with the Smithsonian Institute. So the vote is extremely important for us. And more so, how important is it to our young women? Those women who have turned 18 this year and who are turning 18 before they can register. These women have to be addressed. They must be uh, influenced and they must be cultivated to go out and cast their vote. More than ever, we are in a dire, dire situation and dire straits. So please, cast your vote. If you don't want to go and vote in person, order your mail-in ballots, you know. If you can't mail it in, just fill it out, seal it up, and deliver it personally to your supervisor of elections office. Drop it there, okay? Have it mailed, uh, etc., okay? Mail early, uh, vote early, but vote. Don't let someone else choose for you. It's extremely important that you, you do this. I don't know how many times I can tell you how important it is. Tu voto es tu voz, y tu voz es tu voto. Your voice is your vote, and your vote is your voice. So you must, please, I beg you, get out there and vote. And when November comes, if you have to rent out a van or borrow one from your local church, you're going to pick up people and go and vote. Do that six-foot distancing, early voting, male voting, but you have to vote. We need to vote. Don't, don't leave ballots empty because either way, it's not going to function. You need to vote. You need to cast that vote. You need to fill in that little dot. Um, no matter how much you're against certain people, especially in these times right now. And I'm talking about especially in these times right now. I'm sure that many already have seen um, newscasts coming out of Portland. We always used to say that we should be very proud and glad to live in a country where there isn't a military, a militarized police. Um, where we can walk and we can protest peacefully and, and express ourselves according to our Constitution. Our Constitution right now is a forgotten uh, piece of paper. It's almost like a dinosaur according to the way this administration is running it. 
it's scary. It's very scary that um, they have to deploy uh, the military to handle what a police force is being paid for. Um, This law and order thing is not sounding well. It's not looking well. It's not feeling well. When you see someone at the helm, at the top, in La Cabecera, praising leaders of other countries, such as, oh, I love it, the way you run your nation, everyone respects you. It's not about just respect. You must first respect the office you hold and the constitution you promise to uphold. How can we be put into vans and just disappear? Los desaparecidos. It reminds me of what happened in, in, in Argentina, in Chile, in all of these other countries. It's, it's not the America that so many people want to come to. It's just, it's crazy. And how someone can be pulling the strings from another country, another leader, influencing, going in there little by little, and just knitting up that web and completely and utterly dismantle our democracy. Fighting from within is, is, is how they're going to tear us apart. I'm sure right now, if you went to the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, you probably would look up and you would see on that marble statue of Lincoln a tear coming down. It's, it's disheartening to see what is going on in this country. What future do our children have? I brought my son into this world in 1993, hoping for the very best for him and his, and the children that were born on that same day, that same month, that same year. But what do we have to offer right now? If our hands are tied behind our backs, If these individuals that are calling for a law and order administration, look at all of those involved in this administration that unfortunately have broken those laws, have laughed at those laws. And we do nothing. You need to look way deep inside yourselves. We all do, because November is just around the corner. And after that interview that I saw on on Fox with Chris Wallace, I was left aghast. We can no longer argue and spew words of disbelief we now need to join more than ever to save this nation 
from a totalitarian type government, from a fascist shadow leaning over our flag and over our Washington Dome. So many citizens come from so many other nations to our capital to look at these monuments and the people that were placed in these monuments. Many go to read the Gettysburg Address by Lincoln. Many come and look at all of these um, displays. The South Korean display that you have of those steel monuments of these soldiers. The Vietnam Wall. So many things that show them that our democracy works. But there is someone that's not letting it work. They're not feeding the oil into the mechanism of what our country is. They're letting it dry up. They've hidden that can of oil and they're letting it dry up until it finally rots and falls apart. We can scream and yell and disagree with everyone that comes out on TV, that whatever they said on Fox News, that whatever they said on CNN or MSNBC, if there, are, if there is a group of media pundits out there that all are saying the same thing and that one is saying different, then you darn well know that that one that's out there is not exactly saying it all like it is. You can tell in their faces when they're interviewing or listening to someone over the phone. Their faces sometimes are in total disbelief. But the mighty dollar and the purpose of being on top is what drives them. They forget about those who consume the products that they sell and the news that they shout. Locally, here, we're going through some changes ourselves. Going back to school. Going back to school has become one heck of a topic. It used to be that we would be worried about, oh my God, I have to get uh, the list from his particular school. I think they posted it at Walmart. I have to get these notebooks. They have to be this color. They have to have these many lines. And I have to get these type of uh, pencils. And I have to get him this type of polo. And I have to get him this type of lunchbox, etc., 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 etc. Now is are we opening up the schools and are we sending our children into danger many are disagreeing there's no such thing there's no danger the children do not contract this unfortunately there's other statements that say otherwise but once again 
we're not the ones that are right. They're the ones that are correct. And we're the ones that are hallucinating that we are wrong. That it is all a hoax. That it is 10% truth and 90% a hoax. How can a grandmother state something like this? I read this on a Facebook posting uh, of a person that, um, let's just put it this way, is from a, a party that is just living in fairy tales. And I thought fairy tales were only in Disneyland. She outright stated that this whole thing of this pandemic is 10% real and 90% hoax. I'm wondering if those numbers that she's looking at are all fake. Well, I just received an email today at where I work that some members of our staff have tested positive for COVID. So whether it's a mild flu or not, you tested and you came out positive and you got it. Whether it's a mild flu or not, you got it. And we need to find ways to protect our population and get some help. Fortunately, the UK, Oxford University, has found something of which is still being tested, but so far some great uh, promises and results are coming out of this. So all I have to say, ladies and gentlemen, is that please, August 18th, primaries here in Florida and who knows elsewhere, and in November, you must make it to vote, whether you go in crutches, a wheelchair, a bicycle, roller skates, skateboard, whatever you need to go. So women for Luluk, let's all go out and show our power. Vamos a ir a votar porque nuestras vidas depende de nuestro voto y nuestra voz. Dios me los bendiga a todos. Y esto ha sido Women for Lulac. Hasta la próxima. Todas para una y una para todas.